Welcome, everybody, to the second half of the double dip of the Wednesday edition of Clear Cut Sports. I'm your host, Seth. We have already finished up our NFC um, draft analysis. Now we'll be moving on to the AFC. If you haven't heard any of the NFC, please do feel free to check out the other um, the other pod the other episodes in this series. So we're going to start with the AFC North here, um, and then we'll tackle the AFC East as well in this episode. And on Friday, we will finish off the AFC with the South and the West. <clears throat> so we're going to start with the North. And we'll start with the reigning uh, AFC North champions, the winner of the AFC last year, the Baltimore Ravens. They finished with a 14-2 record. They had a pretty good season. Obviously fell uh, came up short in the playoffs, but I like where this team's going, and I'll elaborate on that a little bit more. Baltimore Ravens in this draft, 10 picks. They went two O-line, one running back, two wide receivers, two defensive linemen, two linebackers, and one defensive back. Here's the thing with the Ravens. If you heard me in the previous episode about bad teams, and they can kind of draft anybody and it'd be an improvement so they get a, you know, so it's a good pick, that sort of thing. Well, let me tell you something. The Baltimore Ravens are loaded. Loaded. At basically every position. Quarterback, check. Running back, check. Receiver, they got John Brown, so I give that half a check. Tight end, check. O-line, check. On the defensive side of the ball, the D-line, yes. Linebackers, yes. Defensive backs, that's a heck yeah. They even got one of the best kickers that's ever lived. Like, come on now. So with this draft, they were just kind of, they couldn't go wrong, really. The first pick in the first round, 28th overall, they got Patrick Queen at a LSU. He's a great linebacker. <clears throat> they followed that up in the second round with J.K. Dommens out of Ohio State to really solidify that they're going with the running attack. I, I, you know, like, they are so loaded as a team, it's hard really to pass judgment on this draft because there was no real holes to fill. Even Kansas City, the reigning champions, you know, you could say they have, they could build their secondary or, you know, a linebacker or whatever. You can't do that with this team. Now, they only averaged, not averaged, they ranked 10th in sacks in the AFC, 8th in interceptions in the AFC. But defensive yards per game, they were third. And offensive yards per game, they were first overall in the AFC. So, it's hard really to plug a hole when you got stats like that. Can they force more turnovers and get more pressure in the quarterback? Probably. Hence the two hence the five uh, selections on defense in the draft. One of them being the first pick. Interesting though, they also had one, two, three, four, four picks in the third round, giving them six in the first three rounds. So they really went top heavy here in the draft. I love where this team's going. Not even because of the draft. I mean, the draft was good. I mean, I gave them a, I gave them a B because you know they they don't have any holes to fill. 
And I'm sure some of their draft picks will play some. Don't get me wrong, but they just couldn't go wrong in this draft. So it's impossible for them to get a failing grade or anything. Also, if you didn't hear my little rant about how it's hard to rank a draft, please do watch the previous episode. So yeah, the Ravens look out. They're going to be good this year. Move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They finished second in the AFC North, just out of the playoffs. They had six picks. They had a receiver, one running back, one offensive lineman, two defensive linemen, and a defensive back. Last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers were shorthanded at the quarterback position. Obviously, because Ben Roethlisberger went down. And they were playing Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. The first pick in the second round, they went wide receiver, which I think they needed to do. They need someone to go pair alongside with Juju Smith-Schuster. I like James Washington, but I'm not sure if he can be that guy yet. We'll see. They went and got Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. That's great because they ranked second worst in the AFC in offensive yards per game. But, man, was their defense good last year. It was really good last year. First overall in sacks, second overall in interceptions in the AFC, fourth in defensive yards per game. Those are great stats for a team that was on the cusp of making the playoffs. So they went out, they got a wide receiver, they got a running back to go to a uh, follow-up James Conner. They got a defensive end to put more pressure on the quarterback. And I think this team, you know, they're young. With uh, the defense is young, you know, the, the trade for Minka Fitzpatrick last year, and then the acquisition of Devin, the uh, the linebacker, T.J. Watt. I like where this team's going. I really like the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Exceptionally well coached, Mike Tomlin. Evidence with. The fifth and sixth least penalties for defense and offense, respectively, in the AFC. A plus eight turnover differential. They're going to get the quarterback back, and they've got another weapon from the target. And their defense is going to be strong again. So I like the direction of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They get a B for this draft. So good job, Pittsburgh. Moving on to Cleveland. Cleveland Browns, amongst high hopes, finished third in the AFC North last year with a 6-10 record in this draft. They had seven picks, two offensive linemen, a tight end, a receiver, a defensive lineman, a linebacker, and a defensive back. The main uh, problem for Cleveland last year was the uh, tackle the left tackle position. They immediately addressed that with the 10th pick overall in the first round, getting Jedrick Wills at uh, Alabama, defensive tackle. He'll slide in nicely. So they solved their main problem. Check Baker Mayfield, keep him upright. 
But as I look here at their stats last year, ninth in overall offensive yards per game, 12th in defensive yards per game in the AFC. They got a safety to help that secondary. You know, so they, they were okay defensively. I still worry about it a little bit because they were mid middle of the pack in sacks. They only ranked ninth. And they're under a new head coach. So, you know, it might take some time to adjust. Cleveland, you know, I just hope that their ego doesn't get in front of them like it seems to have been doing, especially last year with Odell Beckham. As for the draft, though, they addressed their main glaring need and also went down. Got some more defenders, which hopefully will help boost that defensive rating for next season. So the Cleveland Browns, they get a B. They addressed their main weaknesses. And honestly, now that could turn into a strength because Jedrick Wills is a man amongst boys. So we'll see. I assume he'll slide in and start in the uh, left tackle position. <clears throat> but we'll have to wait and see for the season. Rounding out the AFC North, first overall pick, Cincinnati Bengals, who of course took Joe Burrow. Who else did they pick? Well, let's see here. A quarterback, a wide receiver, offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, and three linebackers. Joe Burrow, obviously the first overall pick with the first, uh, the first pick of the draft. And this is a pick that Cincinnati had to make, even if they liked Tua better than Joe Burrow, because Joe Burrow's an Ohio kid, and he had all the rave about the great college season, which it was great. And, of course, the championship to top it all off. So if they hadn't have picked Joe Burrow and they missed on him, if he was great somewhere else, they would never have lived that down with management and the fans. So I like the pick for Cincinnati. Immediately after, in the second round, they go and draft him with another weapon to throw at, alongside possibly A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and if he can stay healthy, John Ross, and Tyler Eifert. Hold on here. Is Tyler Eifert still in Cleveland? Or in Cincinnati? I think he is. I'm just going to check so I'm not... Okay, no, he's not anymore. He's signed with Jacksonville. My mistake. Anyways. So there is a few weapons if A.J. Green, AJ Green can stay there. T. Higgins will fit in nicely, I believe. He will, he will start... Um, Definitely be there. I think he'll be their second receiver alongside uh, A.J. Green if A.J. Green stays. So they got Joe Burrow and they got him a weapon. Their defense last year was miserable and ranked second worst in the AFC. Second worst, of course, to Miami. So I'm glad they went and got four defenders, three linebackers in this draft. My only wish for Cincinnati is that they did draft a defensive back because they didn't get many picks. Obviously, they let up a ton of yards if they ranked 15th in uh, yards per game defensively. But 
that did draft a nice running back out of Wyoming, Logan Wilson, or excuse me, a linebacker. So can't fault them for that. And this is another situation with a bad team. They can draft kind of wherever they want, and it'll be a good pick because they'll be productive for them. So long as they make the team, of course. Cincinnati gets a B. I feel like I'm throwing out a lot of Bs in this analysis, but anyway, so that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Just top it off here. Baltimore gets a B. I almost gave them an A just because, you know, they had no holes to fill, so it couldn't be it had to be an A because they're gonna be a great team, but we'll go with a B. B for the Steelers, B for the Browns, and a B for the Bengals. I almost gave Cleveland an A as well. Just because they addressed a glaring need, and other than that, they're pretty much good at every position. So, we'll move on here. I can tell you one thing. There's certainly not going to be straight Bs in this division. Because we're going to start off with the New England Patriots. New England Patriots obviously lost Tom Brady. A lot of people had, uh, including myself, a lot of people figured they would take a quarterback. I had I had, uh, had them taking Jordan Love, I think. Maybe was, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was Jordan Love. Anywho, they had 10 picks in the draft. Three offensive linemen, two tight ends, three linebackers, a defensive back, and a kicker. So they traded their first-round pick, and with their first pick in the second round, they got Kyle Duggar, Defensive Player of the Year in Division Two, I may add. Safety. Uh, Lenoir Ryan. I'm glad they picked three linebackers to address all of the linebackers that they lost. Kyle Van Noy. Jamie Collins. But I got real... I don't know about this. Belichick. He has a notoriously bad reputation for being a bad drafter. So, as I look here, I don't see anything that wows me. Except for the linebackers. I'm glad they addressed that, their need. Looking at their stats here, they ranked 7th in offensive yards per game with the greatest quarterback, Tom Brady, who they no longer have, of course. Their defense, obviously, was great. So, I'm glad they replaced that linebacker position to help preserve that defense. Their secondary, obviously, is exceptional. Stephon Gilmore, the McCourney Twins, Patrick Chung, and the bunch. They ranked first in interceptions, second in sacks. So, they got to the quarterback and forced turnovers. Matter of fact, they had the greatest, turver, they had the greatest turnover differential in the AFC at plus 21. But this offense, if you rank seventh best, seventh best in the AFC with the greatest quarterback to ever live, and now you have Jared Stidham, and you don't draft him a wide receiver, whew, that doesn't sit well for me. They did address the tight end position, which I think was good. The young man at UCLA, Devin Asosi. And Dalton Keene out of Virginia Tech. Two tight ends to pair along Ryan Izzo. 
but they're really going to need someone in that wide receiver court to step up this year. I'm thinking Nikhil Harry, their first pick last year, he has to step up alongside Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman really isn't a one. He's a great two is what he is. But, and they were, they drafted a kicker to replace Steven Goskowski. Also probably one of, if not the greatest kicker to ever live. Good luck, Jared Sidham. That's all I can say. Hopefully, I was going to give him a D, but in Belichick we trust. We have to give him credit. If he, Even if they aren't great draft picks, he will make the most out of those who are capable. So I bumped him up to a C on the verge of a D. Moving on to the Buffalo Bills, who made the playoffs last year. I really like this Bills team. I love their defense. I really like Josh Allen. That being said, they had seven picks in this draft. A quarterback, a running back, two wide receivers, a defensive lineman, a defensive back, and a kicker. <clears throat> Buffalo had the second best defensive yards per game behind New England in the AFC, so the defense is fine. Fifth in both sacks and interceptions, so they take the ball away and they get pressure on you. They had a plus four turnover differential. I expect that to go up as your defense gets better and Josh Allen improves. With that being said, their first pick, A.J. Espencia at Iowa, the defensive end. And they got another running back to go alongside Devin Singletary, the young man out of Utah. What do I think of this draft? I'm really glad they got two receivers for Josh Allen to throw at. I really think that they had John Brown, who I believe had 1,000 yards this year, but didn't find the end zone very much. And they have a young tight end, who I believe, with the right improvements, can really be a difference maker. He can get involved more in the passing game. So you pair now John Brown, the tight end, and now these two wide receivers, one at the UCF, one at Oregon State. They can contribute. I believe this Buffalo team is going to take a tremendous, tremendous step forward. One thing I could have asked for possibly, and this might come with Josh Allen's maturity as a quarterback, that they do draft an offensive lineman because they did take the eighth the eighth ranked um, in quarterback hits allowed. But I think Josh Allen this year with more maturity, a better understanding of the game, that number will come down as well because they do have a good old line. Their defense gets takeaways. It is tough. It is mean. And I like the future of the Buffalo Bills. I believe they're going to win the AFC East this year, but that's a topic for another episode. This draft gets a B. I'm glad they got Josh Allen some weapons. That's, that was their big one big need. It was always their their offense. They can run the ball well. They got another running back. They still got Devin Singletary. They're young. I like Buffalo Bills. I like their direction. Talk about the New York Jets. The New York Jets, they had nine picks. Two one quarterback. Two O line. 
one running back, one receiver, one defensive lineman, two defensive backs, and a punter. The New York Jets last year, I believe, were my biggest disappointment. After the draft, after you know the offseason, Sam Darnold, another year to mature. I had high hopes for them. Instead, they ranked dead last in offensive yards per game. And they had the second most hits on their quarterback. Now, yes, I understand. Sam Darnold was out, you know, multiple weeks with the uh, with Mono, of course. But when he came back, he was seeing ghosts. And I'm not even saying that figuratively. This might not be good for Sam Darnold. He has to step up this year. He really, really does. Le'Veon Bell did not have a good year either. Might have to do with the offensive line, which I think they addressed in this draft in their first pick, 11th overall, with Mackay Becton out of Louisville. Great offensive tackle. He'll slide in nicely. What else did they get? They got a receiver for, to help Sam Darnold. They really, really needed a receiver. I'm glad they got Denzel Mims. I kind of wish they'd take another receiver and not a running back. Because I don't think, I don't know if you need to do that with Le'Veon Bell there. He's so versatile. He's going to be good. He's going to have a bounce back year. As for the rest of the draft, you know, it was solid. Their defense last year was 10th, excuse me, was 6th overall in the yards per game. So the defense is good, but they really needed to address the offense. I think they did. They shored up the line. They got another weapon. Hopefully, they can really take a step forward this year because last year was a disappointment, in my opinion. We'll see how the Jets perform this year. One final note on the Jets. I wouldn't make too much of the quarterback out of Florida International. I think that's just kind of a... uh, Contingency plan if Sam Sam Darnold goes down again. But you never know. I give the Jets a B. They addressed their two glaring needs. But I think, I don't know if they have the skill to make that leap forward yet. I hope they do, but I don't, I really don't know if Sam Darnold's that guy. I really don't. Rounding off the AFC East. We're going to go to Miami with the Dolphins. They had 11 picks. Of course, they took Tua, their first pick. They took a quarterback, four offensive linemen, which I absolutely am in love with, a wide receiver, three defensive linemen, and two defensive backs. With the first pick, fifth overall, I was so, so happy when they took Tua. I was hoping they wouldn't get scared and get cold feet and jump out on him. I'm so glad they hung in there and took Tua because he has the highest upside of any quarterback in this draft, including Joe Burrow, I believe. What do you do when you get a quarterback? You've got to protect them. And with the 18th overall pick, of course, they draft Austin Jackson at USC, an offensive tackle, the first of four offensive linemen that they draft. So the, and I'm glad because here here's the stat for you. <clears throat> Last year, the Miami Dolphins they had the first 
They ranked first in quarterback hits allowed with 147. The next highest, the New York Jets had 106. In other words, the Dolphins had 41 more quarterback hits than anyone else in the AFC. I'll let that sink in for a little bit. They couldn't protect anybody. But drafting four offensive linemen will definitely help that situation. Excellent move by the Dolphins. They also had another first-round pick, 30th overall. They took a corner out of Auburn. And I'm glad they did. Because, again, with these bad teams, I have that philosophy that you just draft for someone that will play. And I think, here I look, their first one, two, three, four, five, six picks have a legit chance to play that I would say they will play. And the rest of them probably have a chance too. My only wish for the Dolphins is that they drafted an, a weapon for Tua to throw at. I like Mike Kosicki a lot, but I think they need a dynamic playmaking wide receiver. They drafted one in the seventh round at the Navy. We'll see. Maybe he'll turn into something. Maybe he won't. It's hard to tell. He's in the seventh round. But also, one last thing. They drafted those three defensive linemen because, I'll tell you why, they had the least amount of sacks in the AFC. Another need that they addressed. In other words, they needed a quarterback. They got one. They needed offensive line, they got four, and they needed defensive line, they got three. You know what that means? The Miami Dolphins get an A for the draft. Now, this thing isn't done yet. They're still in the rebuilding mode, I think, one more year. Hopefully, they can either sign or draft a wide receiver next year. But I like the future of the Miami Dolphins under Tua Tagovailoa and Brian Flores, their head coach. Great draft by the Dolphins. AFC East. Once again, the Patriots get a C, but that I should switch it to a D, but just get a be- faith in Belichick, I'll leave it as a C. The Bills get a B, Jets B, Dolphins A. They nailed it. On Friday, next time, we will round out the this segment with the NFL draft analysis with the AFC South and the AFC West. Looking forward to it. Hope you all, you all are too. Thanks again for tuning in. And I'll see you all next time. Stay safe, everybody.